today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. It is a sad, it's a scary story, and it, apparently it is getting worse. A province-wide state of emergency remains in place in B.C. due to the wildfires. Thousands of people have been evacuated, 14,000 in total, an entire community, Williams Lake, is being told they have to leave at a moment's notice. It's a a scary story, and it's been made worse by people who try to take advantage of people when they really shouldn't be. Joining us on CHML is the Senior Communications Advisor for the Better Business Bureau, uh, which serves the mainland part of B.C., Evan Kelly. Uh, Good morning out in B.C., Evan. First of all, let's talk about the situation, just how scary is it out there? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of these things that seems to happen uh, every year and every, every time that, you know, the emotions start running and, you know, uh, bad things happen. Whether it's here and uh, around the world, we have a tendency to see uh, things pop up. We see uh, uh, scam crowdfunding uh, websites uh, claiming to, uh, uh, to be raising money for those in need. We've seen in the past uh, people... Um, uh, going around pretending they're uh, members of uh, the Red Cross, canvassing door to door. They even put on a little red, red vest to to take your money and 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 take off. It's just one of those times where you know where emotions are running high and people are more and more willing to open their wallets. So we just want to raise the warning that that these things happen when when bad things happen and that the scammers will just take advantage of that. You know, we uh, here in southern Ontario, here at CHML, we did the story last year, and I vividly recall reading the story, one of many stories about what happened in Fort McMurray, Alberta, the wildfires, the devastating ones they had last summer, uh, last spring at least, out there. And, and it was the same thing. People were going door-to-door or calling people, claiming to be raising money. I guess... It, this this almost comes down to the human psyche and the human personality for the life of me, and I'm I guess I'm speaking for you as well. We can't understand why people would do this. It's 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 the lowest of the low, really. I mean, you're 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 stealing from people and taking from people who need it the most. It's 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 one of the worst types of scams out there, if you ask me. And it's and it's just always comes down to uh, to us being uh, doing our due diligence, and you know, just like as we would if we're hiring a contractor. You want to you want to be able to uh, uh, give to charities that you've given to in the past that you're comfortable with giving to. You want to do your research. Um, uh, BBB serving Western Ontario actually monitors and accredits charities out out there. Um, so the other place, too, is they check with the Canada Revenue Agency. They have the list of the registered charities here in Canada, so you know that your money is going to a good place. Uh, Red Cross does, from time to time, go door to door. I don't think they're doing that at the moment for this, for this at the moment. But you want to ask lots of questions for any, any charity that, that goes to door. A lot of the big ones typically don't. But you want to ask lots of questions. Do they have um, uh, uh, lots of uh, identification? Do they understand the organization's mission and vision? Uh, are they going to offer a tax receipt? Can they? Can you pay with a credit card right then and there? These are the things we just really need to uh, to ask ourselves before giving anything at the door. You know, you you had mentioned Evan that uh, people claiming that they're from the Red Cross, and of course they have the uh, the red jackets on. Um, and and you kind of touched on it. Uh, the emotion of the situation. Everybody wants to help. We know that it's a horrible situation, but but again especially when it comes to the Red Cross. I know you've dealt with them in the past before. What do or don't they do, the Red Cross, when it comes to asking for door-to-door uh, donations? 
Well, they, they, like I said, they do from time to time canvas, uh, you know, door to door, face to face. It is, it is a way for them to raise money and collect goods. Um, but it's going to be one of those things where they're going to have lots of identification, uh, personal identification from the from the person, personal uh, a Red Cross identification uh, as well. They're going to know everything about that organization. They're going to have everything there for you to fill out. They're going to have tax receipts. They uh, they should at this day and age have a point of sale thing where you can use where you can use your credit card right uh, then and there. If you have any questions, um, go to RedCross.ca. Let's see if there are any updates about canvassing in your neighborhood. You can call them locally. They have local offices. Uh, you, you know, other, other things, too. You, you, you want to be, avoid being pressured to give money. You know, that's one of those things where the con artist can come up and, and really try to uh, uh, milk that emotion right out of you. Uh, what are they saying that they're, they're raising money for? Are they raising money for food, for clothes, to rebuild? Is it all the those and, and more? Well, for the scam artists, yeah. I mean, they're going to cook up any story they can. It's you're mostly going to hang it right on, right on, you know, the victims of the fire, raising money to help rebuild their houses, that kind of thing. Uh, and you know, the other thing with the Red Cross too is they, like, they don't send out soliciting, soliciting emails. We see a lot of of uh, fraudulent Red Cross emails. Uh, we've seen a lot lately. They were uh, targeted for Syria, and then they're really, really questionable uh, emails. Lots of poor grammar, but all they want you to do is input your credit card information. And they're off and running. And should that not be a warning sign that if um, it's poor grammar and spelling, then maybe people should think to themselves, you know what, maybe this isn't legitimate? Oh, of course, you know, and that's, but it's, you know, it's creating that sense of urgency and times times of need to create that sense of urgency. And that's really the big thing that these scammers are, are, are preying on. They, they want you to give that information now. They want you to give that money now before it's too late. And they want, they're going to implore you, implore you that they're getting that to the right people on the ground. So we we really got to do our homework, you know. Like I said, go to the Canadian Revenue Canada Revenue Agency. They've got a list of registered charities there. Uh you can go to London Ontario BBB and they've got a list of accredited charities charities there as well. You know, um one of the things that uh, I I know uh really upset a few people. A couple of years ago, uh we had some military personnel who were injured and killed in Ottawa. And yep. there was there there were some fake crowdfunding sites for that, and I would yep. think that maybe this did come a, a delves in with a few years ago. Of course, it was Corporal Nathan Cirillo, a Hamilton native, yep. who was killed in Ottawa. Um, and again, the lowest of the lows. I cannot believe that people would stoop so low to have a crowdfunding site to raise yeah. money. And that, that's another issue. I, I want. I'm glad you brought that. I was going to mention that with the uh, with the Nathan Cirillo uh, and that incident back then, because the RCMP did uh, find a couple of. Um, um, fraudulent crowdfunding websites. Then there was the Ebola scare a couple of years ago as well, and, and between uh, the RCMP and the FBI, they shut down uh, several hundred crowdfunding websites trying to uh, to elicit money again for, for, for that big scare factor. You know, crowdfunding sites, they, you know, it's, it's, it's been a, it's, they've developed into a, a great way for people to raise money for, for products, but also for, or, you know, times of need. But we have to understand that you know, these are not registered charities. They're not really regulated. You, you, you're not going to get a tax receipt from them. You're essentially just giving your money away. So you, it's one of those things. Where it's a little bit tougher to do your research on a crowdfunding site because you don't necessarily know the people who are involved. So it takes a little bit more diligence uh, to find out uh, who are behind these crowdfunding sites. A lot of, a lot of times, um, if, if they're uh, fairly proactive with their, their crowdfunding sites, they might get a couple of news stories out of it 
which is going to give it a little bit more credence as well. So you just want to be careful, uh, you know, who you're giving your money to and why. And just, you know, it's always best to, to, uh, to work with a registered charity in any case. Our guest is the people on the ground. Our guest is Evan Kelly, the communications advisor with the Better Business Bureau, which serves a mainland in B.C., dealing with uh, some of the scams uh, dealing uh, with the wildfires across British Columbia. Evan, you mentioned about the, the crowdfunding sites. Uh, it is difficult, I would suspect, for RCMP or somebody to actually find the originator of the crowdfunding site. And then the second part of that is, can charges be laid if they find out who is behind it? Um, you know, really, really good questions. Uh, you know, these are, like I said, some of these are fairly uh, unregulated in terms of uh, what's what's going up there. Uh, you know, I, I I haven't heard what happened to the like the in, in case of the corporal uh, Nathan Cirillo, uh, the crowdfunding sites there the, where, where they were shut down, whether charges were laid or not. You've, you know, I mean, you've got to sign up for these for these websites to be able to develop them and, and be able to uh, you know you put your information. There's got to be some sort of uh, contact information. But again, it's one of the it's one of those things where it's a digital age. It's poten- the, the potential for the scammer to be overseas is still very very great. You know, what's stopping someone in in uh, Nigeria or Pakistan from setting up a crowd? crowdfunding site that's targeting Canadians. Uh, so, it's, again, it could be one of those things where it becomes very, very difficult for, um, for the Canadian Anti-Fraud Centre to actually track down. Uh, have you at the Better Business Bureau, the mainland uh, branch uh, in, uh, in B.C., um, have you received a lot of complaints from people about uh, maybe being scammed for money? Or have you, I, I know you've been proactive on this, but is some of this based on people filing complaints? It's, it's not necessarily based on filing complaints. When it comes to scams, it's very, very difficult to actually file a complaint because it's not a legitimate business. Um, what we have is our, our scam tracker portal, uh, which you can find on our website as well at bbb.org. Uh, and that is a tool that BBB uh, set up in 2015 where uh, consumers and, and the, 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 the public can uh, write about and upload their experiences with scams. and really becomes an informative tool for the public and even for local authorities to use in terms of information of where scams are, uh, where they're heading, how much people are losing, and how many people are affected. It, uh, you know, we use that tool actually to help develop our Canadian Top Ten Scams list this year. So it's, it's one of those places where I want to direct people. So if you want to learn about scams, find out what's in your neighborhood. It's in a heat map. You can dial it down to a city, and you can find out what's going on uh, right in, in your town to see what scams are there. And, you know, of course, we, you know, there are... Um, um, uh, funding scams and, and door-to-door scam, canvassing scams that show up all the time. A lot of them are, of course, over the phone as well. Uh, so, you know, that's, of course, another avenue where, where the scammers are going to... Uh going to get you. You know, you talk about your website. Uh, there is also, um, you're offering a lot of advice, but this is one that probably people haven't thought of, that if they're online and they're finding out to, to be asked for money, what have you, if they uh, check the website, they check the website URL for HTTPS. Uh, people don't know perhaps what that S means. Uh, can you explain that? Yeah, the, the S actually stands for secure, and what that means, if, you, if you're on a website with the HTTPS and the lock icon, it means any uh, personal or financial information you're sending over that website becomes encrypted, so it uh, becomes uh, much more secure and difficult to hack into. So uh, you always want to be, if you're, you know, if, you're, if you're donating money on any website, so like the Red Cross, it's going to have that uh, encryption uh, codes built right into the website to protect your financial information. Now, you, there's also a lock icon uh, for people that... Mm-hmm. Uh, 
can go on computers, but sometimes a lot of us uh, are not quite computer savvy. And there's yeah. times where I've done stuff and people said to me, what have you done? And I have no idea because my fingers sometimes get in the way. Uh, the lock icon on the URL, explain that if you would. Again, it's all just part of the indicate, indicating to the uh, to the user that it is a, a safe and encrypted uh, site to put uh, personal and financial information into. And you, we always have to be aware because there are lots of actual fully developed fake websites out there. I mean, I've, see, I've seen uh, CIBC and RBC websites that look exactly like the thing, uh, the, the legitimate, legitimate website, and it's all it's doing is, is stealing personal information. So you want to be the instigator. You don't want to, you, you know, rely on any pop-ups that show up in social media. You don't want to um, uh, open any links that you might receive in any spam emails. You want to be the instigator. You want to be the person going to redcross.ca uh, to, to, to make sure that you're donating uh, to the right and legitimate website. Before we wrap up, you do have a lot of advice for people, and you kind of touched uh, on them um, off the top. First of all, well, there's there's a lot of things, but uh, you you emphasize that most charitable organizations do not solicit door to door. Yeah, unless there's a, unless there's a, a real overwhelming need, you you can pretty much count that the, like an organization, the Red Cross, really just relies on uh, uh, their web-based activity to to generate money. And and in the local and the community centers, you know that's the organization that's got boots on the ground. But do your research too when it comes to using charitable organizations. You want to make sure that you know the value of your dollars going as far as it can. You because I mean the Red Cross is a very big organization. It costs money to run. So there's going to be a certain percentage that are going to go to those affected. There is going to be a certain percentage that 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 goes to actually the the administration of of the organization. So you want to you know it, it, like it, there's there's more organizations organizations out there than the Red Cross. So just do your research of of who's got boots on the ground, who's actually uh, getting the supplies to where they need to be, and and and, and you know you might want to choose a, an organization as well that's that, that's using a larger significant portion of your dollar to actually give to those people in need. Uh, rather than just uh, blowing up the organization. And you also mentioned, uh, of course, uh, when something like this happens, we're all emotional, we're all upset, we all want to happen, but you're also suggesting, uh, which is good, that people should avoid being pressured to give money and keep their emotions in check. And we can't overemphasize that, can we? Exactly. It's just, it just comes down to doing our own due diligence as consumers. You know, BBB is all about creating a healthy marketplace, whether it's uh, uh, private businesses or, or with charities. We want to do our research. We want to make sure we're, our money is going to the right place. And uh, a couple of other things we should, should mention. Um, you, If somebody comes door-to-door, um, it's a legitimate question to ask the person at the door, do they offer tax receipts? If the answer is no, that's a red flag? Well, a, a registered charity organization should be able to issue a tax receipt so that you can you can write that off at the end of the year. Um, but is it necessarily a red flag? Not necessarily. It depends what you want to do with with your money. If it's a registered charity, you sh- they should be able to give a tax receipt. But there are other organizations out there that aren't necessarily registered as a charity, but may still come around uh, looking for money, and then they might not be able to offer a tax receipt. And that again, come you know, brings up the whole crowdfunding funding issue. But, but and again, it just comes down to doing our due diligence, do our research. Uh, you know, does this organization have a website? How much of the money is is actually going to those in need? So, you know, again, it just really comes down to to giving to the organizations you're comfortable with and given to in the past. Evan Kelly, a Senior Communications Advisor for the Better Business Bureau uh, from mainland British Columbia. Um, hopefully these tips will be uh, 
disseminated by the people in Vancouver and across the country uh, out in BC because that, as we mentioned, that's just a horrible situation. Our thoughts and prayers are with everybody that that's affected out there. Thanks for the update, and uh, it's unfortunate that we have to do this when uh, when times are bad. Sometimes people want to seize upon this, as you call them, the lowest of the low. Uh, hopefully, this information will be uh, passed on to people, and they will realize if uh, it's legitimate or not. Have yourself a great day, and, and thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Wow. Um, I, maybe I'm being naive here. Uh, I cannot believe the, the human element that somebody would try to jump on somebody's misfortune. I guess it happens. And as we mentioned off the top, if you haven't heard this, this situation, we've been all over it on CHML News for days now, but the province-wide state of emergency remains in effect. 14,000 people evacuated from their home. Just realize this. If you're sitting at home and you're living perhaps in Williams Lake, B.C., they are now on evacuation alert. They should be prepared to do so. They be, if somebody comes and knocks on your door, you have to leave now. Are you prepared? Would you be prepared? What would you take? What would you have ready? It's a horrible situation. Hopefully those wildfires out there will, uh, will dissipate and the people that are fighting the fires out there will be able to uh, get a handle on it because this is, uh, we talked about Fort Montgomery last year. That was a real eye-opener. Now it's happening out in B.C., Williams Lake, and, and what have you, and it's uh, just a horrible situation made even worse by scammers trying to take advantage of the situation. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.